Today is March 3rd, 2023. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Probably March 4th, actually, by the time you hear this. It's late in the evening. Um, Kind of an impromptu episode. I didn't really have anything scheduled, but the more I think about the events taking place in the world of combat sports this weekend, I figured I had to get some sort of um, episode out there. So pardon me if I'm not organized, but I want to run through some things real quick. I actually just got done seeing Creed 3. Fantastic movie, by the way. Highly recommend it. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but it's probably my favorite out of the trilogy. I have to give it some more time, but I thought one was great. I thought two was eh. It was there. And this one was on par with the first one. So see it for yourself. I don't want to spoil anything, but definitely check it out. But speaking of boxing, Saturday, March 4th, Showtime has an excellent main event. Uh, Solid triple header overall, but the main event is really where it's at. We have Mark Magseo versus Brandon Figueroa at 126 pounds. Brandon Figueroa was previously campaigning at 122. Mark Magsayo had an excellent victory over Gary Russell Jr. A fight where Gary Russell Jr. hurt his, his shoulder in that fight. Magsayo took advantage, did what he had to do, won the fight, went on to lose to Ray Vargas, and now he's looking to bounce back. That was his only defeat. It was a split decision loss. Otherwise, Maxeo is 24-1 with 16 wins by knockout. Brandon Figueroa also only has one loss. That was to cool boy Stephen Fulton. He bounced back after that with a TKO victory over Carlos Castro um, last summer. And now he's looking to make a statement at 126. This, I believe, is for the interim WBC featherweight title. I expect fireworks, plain and simple. This is going to be a fun one. Brandon Figueroa, if you've ever seen him before, you know he is high volume. He likes to close the gap. He likes to pressure you and really get up on you, almost shoulder to shoulder with you, and just let off shots. Defensively, he's not very responsible. But at the same time, he does smother you, which kind of makes it hard to land clean on him. Mark Magseo, on the other hand, is looking for a power shot. He's looking to inflict damage with one shot. Figueroa's high volume. Magseo, he's not pedestrian in the way he throws. He doesn't, uh, he's not conservative, I wouldn't say. But he's looking for that big shot. And I think that could be the difference depending on how Brandon Figueroa's weight comes into factor. Is he going to be the smaller man in there? Or is his power going to carry to 126? That is something to look for. He looked a little drained at 122. I think he's going to be healthier at 126. I expect him to break down Magseo late. But if Magseo can catch him early, it could be the end of the night. One punch power, Magseo. The accumulation of punches would come from Brandon Figueroa. Any way you slice it, this should be an action fight. Brandon Figueroa is one fighter you never see in a boring 
fight. This should be a fun one. Kind of sneaking under the radar, but that's almost been the trend in these first couple of months of 2023. We haven't had that huge box office event yet. They're on the schedule, but we haven't had it yet. But what we have had is quality fights every single weekend, and this looks to continue the trend. Eventually, we're going to get a dud, but I don't think this is the one. This should deliver. The co-mate of this card really interests me as well. Jarrett Hurd returning to action, 24-2, 16 KOs, former champion, 154 pounds. Had some issues. Took some time away. Um, I know he lost, I believe, his dad, which, of course, is, is insanely tough for anyone to get through. Never mind when you're training for a fight. He was going through that in his last camp. Um, hopefully he can bounce back. Really exciting fighter. High volume. Kind of like Brandon Figueroa, but a bigger version. Um, but he takes too many shots. He, he needs to tighten up the defense a lot more if he's going to return to championship level. He's matched up against Armando Resendiz. Armando is 13-1, 9 KOs. He's tough. This is at 160, like I said. Um, kind of like Figueroa, I think the extra weight will benefit Hurd. He was cutting a little too much to me down to 154, but we'll see. I'm rooting for that guy. I like Jared Hurd. Um, on the prelims, which is on YouTube, there's Terrell Goucher, who's a good fighter, 154 pounds. He's going against Brandon Lynch. I don't know much about Brandon Lynch, but one fight on that YouTube portion of the card, which begins at 6.30 on Showtime's YouTube, Trayvon Marshall, 7-0 with 6 KOs against... Uh, Justin DeLoach, 19-5. Don't be fooled by the record, 19-5. DeLoach is a tough fighter. Seen him on Showbox give prospects hell. This dude's tough. Trayvon Marshall looking to step up. I think this is a perfect matchup for him. Should be a good one at 154. Hopefully Trayvon Marshall can live up to the, the hype that he had when he became pro. So that's one to look forward to. That is on Showtime YouTube again at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So while Showtime continues to deliver, boxing isn't the only combat sport on this weekend. We also have some UFC. Now, I am by no means a UFC aficionado, but I do understand this is a big event. At least the main event is. I don't know anything about the undercard. I looked through it. Didn't recognize any of the names besides uh, Shevchenko, who's a great woman's UFC fighter. Super casual UFC. I used to watch um, a lot of Anderson Silva. I think he was extremely captivating. One of the greatest athletes of my lifetime. But Bones Jones. If, if Anderson Silva isn't the best that I've seen, Bones Jones has to be. Bones Jones, one of the most dominant athletes of his time. Um, he is back. He's been out of the ring for years, or out of the cage, I should say, for years. His last fight was in 2020. So three years out of the sport, his off the or outside the sport issues have been well documented, drugs and things like that. He's going against a guy named Cyril Gain. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who that guy is, but apparently he's good enough to be in there with Bones Jones. He's good enough to be in there for the heavyweight championship because the previous heavyweight champion 
left the promotion. A guy named Francis Ngannou left the promotion entirely. So the championship is vacant. The winner of this fight will be the new heavyweight champion of the UFC. I just want to see if Bowens can return to form. Um, he's a guy who dominated the sport, has one loss on his record. It was a disqualification. He's had some competitive fights in the last few that I've seen, but he just finds a way to win. One of the best athletes of this generation. But we'll see. New weight mixed with a lot of time away from the sport, a lot of personal issues that he has to overcome. We'll see if he's the same guy. My money is going to be on him. But again, I'm not a UFC guy. I'm not an MMA guy like that. I don't watch regularly by any means. Maybe watch a couple of fights a year. But Bones Jones, that's one of the names that my ears perk up. I like to see this guy because he's great. So if the Showtime card is over in time, I will definitely check out what Bones is doing. If you're a gambling man, regardless of who's on the other side of the octagon, if I hear that Bones Jones is fighting for a championship under MMA rules in an MMA environment, my money's on him. Tell me the opponent later. Doesn't matter. I'm taking him. In his weight class, well, technically not his weight class, but he is a 248-pound man. I believe that's what he weighed in as. He's a big guy. He put on the weight. He has the technique. He has the skills. My money's on him. But we'll see. That's why we tune in. These things are crazy. Combat sports, that is. Anything can happen. With two guys at the highest level, it should be a good one. I'm going to tune in. Again, if uh, the Magseo-Figueroa fight is over before that. If they're both on at the same time, obviously, no-brainer. I'm going with boxing. But that's all. That's probably the only time you hear me talk about UFC on here. But, again, when it's greatness like Bones Jones, you got to mention it. In other combat sports-esque, or sports entertainment, I could say, we have AEW Revolution, pay-per-view on Sunday, March 5th. And this has been getting mixed reactions, to say the least. The card on paper looks pretty damn good. The build to it, however, has been hit or miss, we'll say that. Um, I think like a month and a half, two months ago, you had a seven-week stretch of AEW Dynamite that was fantastic. Probably their best stretch they've ever had, quality-wise. They were just putting on good show after good show consecutively. But since then, in the last four or five weeks, it's been hit or miss. It's been, eh, some are great, some are whatever. No horrible shows, but just not that same momentum that they had um, a few months ago. And the build to this pay-per-view hasn't been the greatest. I think this past Wednesday, they did a great job of selling the pay-per-view, though, with promos. You had good promos from MJF. Well, MJF really gives you a good promo every week. But him and Brian Danielson both delivered, especially Brian Danielson in that last segment on Wednesday. Moxley and Hangman both cut great backstage promos. Jericho, Ricky Starks, both cut good promos. Christian, my God, I cannot say enough about Christian. Christian, who barely, who literally just came back. 
in his time back, I believe it's only been two episodes, this guy managed to sell his match. Besides Brian Danielson, I'll say, he, he managed to sell his match more than anyone else on the roster. That shows how good Christian is. That shows how much he gets this business. He is one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. People overlook this guy. Hey, that's on you. Guy kills it on the mic. Guy kills it in the ring. Guy kills it with his facial expressions. Christian is just top-notch. And this is like the second part of his career. This, he, this guy was already retired. So whatever he's doing now is just extra, and he is killing it every single time he touches a mic. He gets heat from the crowd. He knows how to make anything work. Him and Jungle Boy is a story that has gone on for over a year now, if you think about it. They were really um, friends, and then Christian turned on him, and then Christian had a triceps injury, which prolonged it, and now we're back. Excellent stuff by Christian. But before I make this an entire podcast about Christian, because I probably could do that, um, let me run through this card really quick. So far, we have, what is it, eight matches on the main card. This isn't in order that the match is going to take place, but they have them listed here. Christian versus Jungle Boy, a final burial match. This is interesting. Interesting. Is this going to be like a buried alive match? That's kind of the way it seems with Jungle Boy's promo last weekend or last week where he had a gravestone with Christian's name on it. So this could be like a Buried Alive match, I'm assuming. I don't know if it's going to be cinematic or if it's going to be live. A lot of unknown here. But like I said, Christian is going to deliver no matter what he's in. Jungle Boy has also been excellent as of late. Can't really hate on anything he does. So these two together, they already have the story. They already have the build. They have chemistry, it seems. I expect a good match here. I'm going with... Jungle Boy to kind of end this feud. But as you probably guessed, I'm a big Christian fan. I wouldn't be mad if he won. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Another feud that's been going on for a while. Ricky Starks defeated Chris Jericho already. And for some reason wants a rematch. Kind of a weird build to this one. I think you just got to get Ricky Starks that big win on pay-per-view. The last victory was on Dynamite. Um, The stipulation of this one is the Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. Ricky kind of manipulated Chris Jericho into agreeing to that, saying, you don't really need your boys, do you? Kind of like goading him into it. So we'll see. I expect a good match here. Chris Jericho, the last year, I think 2022, was an incredible year for Jericho in-ring-wise. And it was a little bit polarizing, too, because if he lost a match, it was, oh, my God, what a great match. If he won the match, it was, oh, why is Jericho burying everyone? So here, I expect a good match with the right guy winning, and the right guy in this situation is Ricky Starks. He needs it. Jericho's already solidified, one of the greatest ever. Ricky Starks need needs a big pay-per-view victory, and I think this is the one. This match, this next match, could steal the show. Six-man tag for the AEW Trios Championship. You have the champions, the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, 
taking on the House of Black, which is Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. In-ring-wise, this is going to be a barn burner. Six incredible performers. They're going to go nuts. You know you're going to see high spots. You know you're going to see near falls. You know you're going to see insane athletic athleticism. You're going to see devastating kicks from all these guys, really. This is going to be fun. Um, this is the type of match I think should open the show. If, if not open the show, close the show, because I have a, another theory later. But I think this could be the best match of the night. The only th- problem with this match, though, is the build to it. What's the feud? What's the story? I get Kenny Omega had visa issues, so he couldn't even come to the States for part of this time. So they did have um, kind of a quicker build than they wanted to. I get that. Things happen. But there's really no juice behind this. There's really no story to it. Even though they had limited time, they could have done a little bit of a better job of telling this story. All I know is that in the ring, when the bell rings, we're going to get some great action. Um, Also on this card, you have a three-way match for the AEW Women's Championship. Jamie Hayter, who is the champion, taking on Soraya, taking on Ruby Soho. This has been a decent story. This has been getting a lot of shit online. People hating on Soraya, people hating on the whole storyline. I personally don't mind it. I actually like it. I think this women's division has come a long way. And these three are all a major part of it. Soraya the heel. Jamie Hayter the new face now. And then Ruby Soho kind of stuck in the middle. Kind of forced to choose between AEW original talent. Or these outsiders of Soraya and Tony Storm. Basically the story is these people from WWE are better than the AEW homegrown talent that we're on the indies and things like that. Soraya and Tony Storm kind of acting like, oh, we're better than you. We've been on the bigger stage. We're professionals. We've we've been places you've never been before. Is kind of the storyline they're telling here. And Ruby Soho, who came from WWE as well, is kind of saying, no, we need to uplift this division. We should help these younger girls. And she's kind of stuck in the middle. She wants a championship, but she also doesn't want to join Soraya and... and uh, attack this entire division. So an interesting triple threat. I'm going with I'm going with Jamie Hayter to retain here. But I wouldn't be upset if Soraya takes the championship. I think Soraya, formerly known as Paige, brings value. Um, a lot of people are hating on her now. Use that to her advantage. She's a heel. They're supposed to not like you. They're supposed to boo you. They're supposed to talk trash. Put her put the belt on her and you'll get tons of reaction. Oh, real quick, I didn't pick a winner for that six-man trios match. I'm picking... Well, here we go. I'll, I'll have a caveat with this one. If CM Punk and FTR are going to come back to AEW, because as you know, CM Punk has been on hiatus since that brawl. FTR contract supposedly expires in April. We don't know if they're going to renew, what they're going to do. If they're coming back... The Elite should keep the titles because that would be an excellent feud. If they're not coming back, I think House of Black needs a championship here. I think Malachi Black, when he entered AEW, he was one of the best things they had. His feud with Cody Rhodes was excellent. Since then, he hasn't felt as important. These titles could bring 
the spark to the House of Black that they need. So I think House of Black gets the victory here. Next, we got John Moxley versus Hangman Page, Texas Deathmatch. This is going to be a war, bloodbath. Expect both guys to bleed. Expect both guys to beat the hell out of each other. This should be a fun one. I'm going with Hangman. Hangman won there. Won the fight when won the match when he came back. Lost the second match since his return in a. I believe it was like a roll-up type situation. He said, that's not enough. We have to have this match. We have to finalize who is the better man here. We got to do it at the pay-per-view. Moxley finally agreed, but he said, we're going to do it under my rules, and that's Texas death. Hangman's got to win here. Moxley's already established, multiple-time champion, barely ever loses. Hangman, since he's lost the belt, hasn't felt the same. So I think he needs the victory here. And maybe that'll catapult him into something else major. Up next, we have Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. This one's kind of tough because Wardlow's momentum has stalled out. Can he take another loss? I don't think so. But at the same time, what are you going to do with that TNT Championship? It's been getting passed around, kind of. It went from Wardlow to Samoa Joe to Darby. To back to Samoa Joe. Now it's going to go to Wardlow. That's a lot of title changes. It's a tough It's a tough match. I don't know how you're going to book it. You could have Wardlow just dominate here. And then that could help his momentum. But then what do you do with the TNT title? Do you elevate it somehow? Like Wardlow needs something. I don't know what it is. But he needs something. So I'm picking Wardlow here. But I'm really not confident in it we shall see next match probably my least favorite match on the card the tag titles on the line in a four-way tag team match I'm not a fan of four-way tags it's a cluster it's a lot going on um the guns the acclaimed Jarrett and Jay Lethal against Orange Cassidy and Danhausen I'm sure there'll be some comedy in here. Hopefully this isn't too long. Um, Again, like I said, if FTR is coming back, that changes a lot of things. If FTR is coming back, they need to take the titles off the guns. If FTR isn't coming back, I think the Acclaimed got to win the titles back. The Acclaimed is the hottest team in the, in the division, if not the entire industry right now. You've got to keep that momentum going. So I'm picking... The acclaim to win here, but if FTR is coming back, give the guns the belts. I mean, keep the the belts on the guns because it would make sense for FTR to be the ones to take the belts off of them. And then you have the main event: MJF versus Brian Danielson, sixty minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. This is going to be excellent. People who question if MJF is good in the ring, that just tells me you haven't watched him in the ring. He doesn't wrestle very often. So I get if you haven't seen him. But MJF can go. MJF can wrestle. MJF versus Jungle Boy, one of the best matches in AEW history. It was a pure technical match. MJF versus Darby Allin was very good. MJF versus CM Punk, both of those matches were very good. MJF can certainly wrestle, but he's never had to do it 
for 60 minutes. Brian Danielson has done it many times for 60 minutes. This is going to be Brian Danielson taking MJF to school. I can't wait for this one. An hour is a long time. Some people can't even sit through an hour. I personally am looking forward to it. The only thing I'm hoping is this is a big card. I'm hoping the crowd isn't dead. I saw people on Twitter advocating for this match to open the show. At first, I'm like, you don't have your title, your world title open the show. But the more I think about it, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. You're going to have a hot crowd early in the night. If you start with this match, you might get the best reaction possible. Because there's a lot of stuff like I just went through. There's a lot of matches here that could fatigue the crowd. If you start out with this, they'll be hot throughout the entire 60 minutes. And then you can end with the trios titles or something like that. You don't want another singles match overshadowing your world title. But a trios title match, hey, I don't think people would be opposed to that. Something to think about. My money's on MJF. But Brian Danielson, I mean, you put the title on Danielson, that's never a bad thing, no matter what company you're in. If, if Brian Danielson is your world champion, that's money. But MJF, I just can't see him losing yet. It's far too soon, in my opinion. MJF is the future of this industry. Give him the t- uh, keep the title on him and give him a long, fruitful title reign. And that's how you make him a bigger star than he already is. Out-wrestle Brian Danielson throughout the course of 60 minutes will be one huge notch in the belt. And that is something that he'll be able to say for the rest of his career. I went 60 minutes with Brian Danielson and beat him. You know how MJF is. He's going to use that for the rest of his career. I think he gets the job done by hook or by crook. I'm sure it's not going to be a clean victory. So my final prediction is... Three to two, MJF. Also, I think this, as a whole, this pay per view is going to deliver. I know it's been a little underhyped, a little under expectations here. There's not too many expectations. I expect a really good show. They tend to deliver on pay per views. They've had maybe one or two that I didn't care for in their entire existence. So overall, they get the benefit of the doubt. This should be a fun one. That's Sunday night. So you got Saturday night boxing, Saturday night UFC, Sunday night wrestling, hell of a weekend in sports, combat sports, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. Tune in, enjoy the fights, enjoy the matches. Next week I'll be back with some more boxing talk. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out.